Welcome and good morning. It is September 16th, 2023. You are listening to All Out Law. I'm your host, attorney Kyle Wyatt of Wyatt Law and Associates and Freedom Traffic Law. Located at 2847 South Inger Mill Road, Unit C101, Springfield Mo. Open Monday through Friday, handling all of your family law and traffic law needs. How many of you knew that 80 is the new 40? White House Press Secretary Catherine Jean-Pierre tried out a new answer on reporters yesterday's uh, press briefing in response to a question she gets quite frequently regarding President Joe Biden's age. How does Biden plan to convince Americans he's not too old? It's going to be an uphill climb for that. 80 is now the new 40, didn't you hear? Jean-Pierre answered. Look, you know, I get answered this question, asked this question about uh, once a week, maybe twice a week. I don't know. I lost track. This is the president. If you think about it, in 2019, he got the same criticism. In 2020, he got the same criticism. 2022, he got the same criticism. And every time, he beats the naysayers. Is he beating you guys? Is he convincing you that he is spry? He is on his game. He is tip-top. Um, in a Reuters uh, poll released yesterday, 77% of respondents, including 65% of Democrats, say Biden is too old to be president. Of course, this is not the first poll to highlight concerns of Americans about his age. So the follow-up question to Jean-Pierre was, why does she think Americans feel that way? She goes, I don't know. I can't speak to every American out there and their concerns. But what I can speak to is about what this president has done. I can speak to his experience. I can speak to the wisdom that he has. I can speak to his record. And so that's going to be the decision this year. Next uh, is what what have you got for your money? What did you get for your vote? Uh, how impressive is the uh, Biden administration been for the American people? Uh, is it deserving of a second term? Meanwhile, while uh, President Biden is uh, trying to fend off uh, concerns about his age, and obviously, if you saw him uh, in his last trip, he was he was he was doing a press conference, twenty two minutes long, and uh, it was going so bad, he was off the rails so terribly, his staff just abruptly cut off the the press conference. They just all right, we're done. He was in mid sentence. Now imagine, if you would. Uh, you have bosses, many people have bosses out there or had bosses at one time or another. Could you imagine that your boss is talking at a, in a meeting of some sort, uh, interviewing, uh, customers or patients or clients or whoever, and you just walk over there and go, oh, that's it. Uh, that's all we got. Gotta go. I mean, I, I, you probably would lose your job. You probably, I don't know, some boss may swing at you. What the hell are you doing? Uh, but this is, it's, it's, it happens so often, happens so frequently because they see exactly what you see. They see exactly what the world is seeing. I mean, this guy is absolutely, obviously confused. He needs to be retired. He needs to be somewhere else. He needed that four years ago. Uh, but there's so much money. <laughs> That's where you get back into it. There's just so much money involved, so much to profit for the Bidens, uh, you're not going to see him step down. You're not going to see him uh, take a back seat, right? Uh, the family would not allow that. That is uh, that is not in the cards. 
And so it'll be, it'll be look, the, you're going to start seeing this more and more now. And I think there's going to be pressure. And it's not really from Republicans. I think if you polled Republicans, I'm curious what you think. But uh, if you are a conservative out there, would you rather have a 2024 campaign election against Joe Biden or against other? And we don't know who the other would be, all right? So your, your choice is, is uh, would you rather go up against Joe Biden, who is an incumbent, which uh, history would always say it's, 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 it's very difficult uh, to, to be an incumbent unless you find some great way to cheat. Um, no, but it, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's very hard to do, uh, especially when uh, the economy, well, no, you would think you know, the economy was going pretty good on Trump and he's still lost, but... I think back the last time, uh, legitimately, we had a one-term president was uh, George H.W. Bush. And uh, you wouldn't have thought in 1991 uh, that, that anyone stood a chance to, uh, to unseat uh, Bush uh, 41 because uh, his popularity after Desert Storm, I think it was almost 92%. One of the highest ever, historically ever, uh, popularity. And so he was cruising Saturday Night Live, I recall, in late uh, 1991. Uh, did a little skit where uh, they, they had, like, you know, the Democrat primary. So, you know, you had, like, five, six, seven uh, candidates on the stage. And, and they're all saying, why they why you should not vote for me? <laughs> I'm not qualified to beat George Bush. Because it was just... It, 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 it was just figured to be a, a, a fool's errand to run against him. But then what happened in 1992? Uh, broken promises, obviously. Uh, the, um, the refusal to uh, hold on to a campaign promise of no new taxes. Read my lips, right? Remember that? No new taxes. And then, of course, uh, the economy started taking a, taking a hit. And so what happened? You get this uh, young governor from Arkansas come up here and tells everybody he feels their pain. He knows where they're at. He can help. Uh, so that's, that's how that happens. So what, what say you? What, would you rather go up against Joe, Joe Biden, going to be uh, uh 80-something years old guy, uh, or would you go up against other? And other could be uh, Gavin Newsom. It could be... Uh, Kamala Harris, I would I'd think that would be impossible, but it could be anyone, all right? Uh, what would you do? we got to take a break here. When we come back, we'll take your calls, take your thoughts and ideas on this matter. You are listening to All Out Law. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call here in the studio at 447-5743. All right, welcome back. You are listening to AOL. we got Corbin on the line. Corbin? What say you? Who would you rather go up against? I, who do they got to run? And, I, and, I, and I'm dead serious. Okay, Joe can't do it, complete a sentence. Kamala can't. They hate her worse than, than Biden. Yeah. She dropped out before there was even a vote taken. You look at California and, and what a disaster that is. That, that, that You're, you're going to get Gavin Newsom. I mean, yeah, he looks slick. He looks good, but I mean, he can't. What, what's he going to run? I mean, I mean, really, who, who are you going to run? They, they don't have anybody. They're stuck with Joe. Here's your problem. Joe is so damned arrogant. 
he he thinks he is loved like Obama. He 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 really thinks that he is the he, he is Obama two point People love him. Uh, whenever people protest him and everything else like that, that that that's uh, you know yeah, that, that that's MAGA. He he likes using the word MAGA. That that you know that's just MAGA protesters at the end of the day. Yeah, and. And this whole thing about old, I mean, let, let's be real. How many people do you know in their 80s, in their 90s, that are just as sharp as a tack? That, what, Trump is, is, what, 79, 80 years old? I mean, my God, that man goes and goes and goes. I mean, Bernie Sanders, I mean, he's been here since the earth began to cool. And, you know, I, I don't agree with him, but you know what? He, he's at least got his mental faculties about it. He does. You know, at, at, you know, I mean, let's take a look, though, at, at really who the, who, the, who the Democrats run. Feinstein? I mean, she, she was in the hospital, and she's arguing with reporters that I was here the entire time. Fetterman, my God. I mean, look, I mean, that Senate material, uh, uh, Michelle uh, Obama, and they, 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 they may throw her out there, Michelle Obama. She don't want it. Don't she know. she doesn't want it. You really think? I, I mean, you really think the Obamas the one will be back on power again? They love power. I I I think they do, but at the end of the day, I mean, it, to me, Michelle Obama is just as slick as Gavin Newsom, but. I, mean, she, I don't think she's got the win. I mean, really, who who's ever really thrown the hard hitting questions of against that woman? No she, she she's never had to defend anything right. at the end of the day. What are they? What's so, the saying there, Corbin? Is it all hat, no cowboy? Well, exactly, exactly. But but at the you know, liberal on, you know, God love him. I'm going to send him a you know a sympathy card and everything else like that. Your party's going to lose. We're, you know, this year, the GOP is going to hand your all's ass to you. That is exactly what's going to happen. And, and, you, and you better get ready. And it's going to be Trump. And, you know, let, let, let's, 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 uh, let's run down this road real quick, because I know I'm sure you got other people on the line. They are scared to death of what this man is going to do. I guarantee you, as soon he's going to get up there, put his hand on the Bible, take the oath, get sworn in, walk down the street, wave at people, and then he is going to get in there and start handing out pink slips. That is the first thing he's going to do. He, 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 did, he was not ready for the swamp. Yeah. I guarantee you a lot of people are not ready for the swamp. But he has seen the swamp, and he knows where the drain plug is, and he is going to pull that thing. And they are scared to death because... He pulled back the curtain a little bit on the first term. This time, the curtain's getting ripped down, and we're going to see the whole damn show at the end of the day. All right. Well, we'll see, but I, I don't know. You know, I, I thought last, I thought in twenty two, I guess it would be last year still. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to fall down that trap anymore. I really thought. How do you? How do you? How would you not expect a a, a red tsunami uh, when when the, the the economy, the inflation, the gas prices, everything was stacked up against the Democrats, and then they run out some some guy who had a stroke and, and couldn't think and talk, and he still wins. So <laughs> until it happens, I I, I think you, I think everybody's got to be diligent, very diligent. Ron, 
Liberon, you still there? Yeah, Kyle. Hey, man, what do you think? You think uh, Biden's up to the task? You think you think he is? Uh, he got his A game going for him? Did you ever see Trump on a bicycle? <laughs> I didn't ask about riding a bicycle. Talking about making decisions. You're the leader of the free world. Does Biden have what I it know. takes? I know Joe Biden's the leader of the free world. Uh-huh. He beat your guy Trump. He sure did, didn't he? Fair and square. Yeah. Yep. No, no, well, no funny business to, going tried on. To steal it, that's why. Yeah, that's right. Did try to steal it. Steal, to steal, steal it from the election. steal it from the thief. I, I heard he was in trouble over that. You did. So yeah. that, that, that's, Trump, that's avoiding the question. Why are you focusing on Trump? I asked about Joe Biden. Do you okay, think he is? Ahead. Do you think he is? Because uh, I read you the poll, right? Uh, even sixty-eight percent of Democrats believe he is too old. Uh, to to run again. So, what what say you? Do you think Joe Biden well, is the guy to to take you into the to uh, the next four years? Well, he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the polls. I don't care about your polls. Well, good because I don't want to hear about any polls well, and, next, and, uh, next uh, course, election. Of course, it's just the latest political tactic. You all you gotta do is tear people down. <laughs> you, Who you, about tear down? You're talking about putting them in jail. That, you've got the whole power of Fox News and all, all that. Uh, all you know, I remember, I remember uh, Ron, uh, a few years ago when the, the whole impeachment inquiries were going on, and you talked about how the walls were closing in on Trump. You remember that? The walls are closing in. Well, the walls are getting a little bit closer to the old Yeah, well, what about Biden now? Now, now the, the, the impeachment inquiry is going on with him. Is the walls closing uh, in on the Biden crime family? Him. Do what? No, that's just a made-up scandal made about up. 10 years old. <laughs> Why is it that Democrats, when they get accused of something, it's made up, and when Republicans get accused of something, it is the gospel? Why is that? Well, the Democrats have facts on their side, facts. documents and everything else. So that call to the Ukraine when Trump got impeached for, was that was that a fact? Was, was, did Adam Schiff read that verbatim when uh-huh. they started that? You know, this is ridiculous, because on one hand, you say that Joe Biden's this brilliant criminal that's ruling the whole world, you know, and yeah. doing all his stuff. Well, I don't think he is. I think never had family is. He can't even walk across the room. Yeah. So which is it? Look, I think his family, look, his brother is running everything. His wife is running everything. His sister is definitely running everything. That's the stuff you're saying, Kyle. No, it's true. It's true. Hey, J- hey, Ron, you you've had bosses in the past, right? Could you ever imagine of just cutting them off, like like the staff does to Biden when he's talking? They just cut him off. They turn off the cameras, turn off the mic when he's in mid sentence. Could uh, you imagine ever know. doing that to somebody that you respect? You know what, Kyle? You follow Joe Biden around, and, and he's out there all the time. Mm-hmm. And, he, and they they they. Film when he stumbles or stutters, everything, mm-hmm. and they put all together in the montage. Oh my God! So it's not real. And you've got, <laughs> and you've got this whole media. This whole this media is a, an animal. It's eating us up. It's yeah. not for the United States. Uh-huh. Oh man! All right, right. And, and listen, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about the Republicans. Corbin said they're going to tear us up, but they're ripped apart already. They're all sitting around afraid of Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump's stuck strutting around on Tucker. You know, these, the Republicans are all... Have you been watching those debates? Yeah. 
Well, we only had one those guys fight. Well, that's what happens that's in the Bay Area. They, they want to take the military down and start a war with Mexico. What? <laughs> yeah. You guys are ones want to start a war with Russia. Are you freaking Trump, kidding no, me? They want to start a war with Mexico. No, what they want to do is stop drugs. You, you, are you? Are they you... want to pull up the military. They want to use our United States military and go down to Mexico. One guy said that. One guy, and that's that's everybody. Trump, Trump never Trump said, said that. He's gonna, Trump says he's going to purge all the illegals out of the United States. All I right. mean, that's millions and millions of people. Okay. Can you imagine them dragging people out of their homes <gasps> and putting them on whatever and dragging them away? I know. That's weird. Well, why would he say something like that? He's crazy as a loon. Why, why are you so against having uh, secure borders, Ron? Good. <laughs> They're doing the best they can. Oh, this they? is a are situation. They, the best this they has can. never been before. Uh, yeah, because what are you going to do? Well, when you got a president who's opening, hey, come on in, guys. The door's wide he open. No, he, Kyle, that's yeah. just what they're saying on your Fox News that you <laughs> love so much. I don't it's even not watch Fox News. No. They've got, we've got whole armies of agents and everything else on the border. Yeah. Well, what do you want him to do? He can't perform magic. All these people are coming. That is a lot larger conversation, Ron. But uh, real short. Remember when 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 President Trump says, "Look, if you if you come in here with a kid, we're going to separate you, right? You're gonna you're not going to be able to use a kid and, and smuggle a kid in and try to get into our country." Because guess what, Ron? Did you know people were actually using children that were not their own to try to get across the border? The whole thing is child sex trafficking. Kyle. Yeah. Just because the Democrats are in power, that don't mean that human tra- tragedies can be solved. Well, there was less people coming across the border when Trump was president, so you just do the math. And, and that stupid wall, that was just a scam the yeah. whole time. It's not a wall anyway. It's stupid scam. All right, Ron. Well, you have a good weekend, man. I don't know what to tell you. The border security, all that stuff, I mean... The Democrats cannot hold the, the mantle and say, well, oh, look, look, we're all about security and stuff, when they fought everything, every policy. There's so many different policies and immigration reform that can happen. They just refuse to, to do anything about it. The laws are horrible right now. You know, there's not that many countries that say, hey, you know what, if you, if you give birth to a child here, then automatically that child becomes an American, regardless of they've been here for a few hours. And then they get all the, the, the benefits of that. And so then you as a family are obviously tied into that, and you get to stay. The immigration laws are broken and, and, and are not up to date and, and, and not for, for, for this day and age. And they need to be fixed. But, but look, both sides are playing politics in this deal. Don't think that the Republicans or the Democrats have all the, the answers and stuff. Everybody, if anybody was really serious about it, they'd, they, would, they would work together and, and, and get something accomplished. It's sad. It really is. But we got to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. You are listening to All Alone. You got questions, comments, feel free to give us a call here in the studio, 447 5743. All right. Welcome back. You are listening to All Alone. Thought I'd take a moment to uh, discuss um, 
some things that uh, generally affect a lot of people, a lot of you maybe out there going through uh, divorce, contemplating divorce. Um, and, and I get this, I get, I get this question quite a bit. Uh, and it's something that uh, one should uh, understand when it comes to property and, and, and what's, what's marital property, what's, what's not marital property. And uh, there was a, a court of appeals case that just came out here in the uh, Southern District uh, uh, this week, and it, it dealt with that issue. And and so I I get this. This is an often uh, question that uh, you know how do I you know is everything marital is is how do I keep it uh, non marital yada yada yada. So. Uh, Kind of break it down in, 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 in general terms. There's always exceptions to everything, as, as our law. You ever talk to a lawyer that asks for you ask for an opinion and they give you some kind of BS? Well, it depends. Well, it's not really a BS letter or advice or you know information. I answer. It's true. A lot of things do depend. But for the purposes of, of, of marital property under Missouri law, you can uh, uh, find this in 452-330. Uh, is means all property acquired by either spouse subsequent to the marriage. I often tell people that uh, marital uh, property, marital debt, uh, is everything that's been acquired from the day you say I do to the day you say I don't. Um, and and Missouri law codifies that and just states as as a principle that everything acquired. All property, it didn't say some property, it didn't say a few property, or the majority of property. It says all property acquired by either spouse. It doesn't matter whose name it's in. I get that a lot, too. Well, it, the, you know, he bought this uh, Land Rover, and it's only in his name, so I assume it's just his. No, no, that's not how that works at all. It's, it's, the, it's the action of acquiring, of obtaining uh, property or debt. That is a marital, uh, marital asset. So the law states that all property acquired by either spouse after they say I do after the marriage becomes marital, except for, and here's the, the exceptions property acquired by gift, bequest, devise, or descent. All right. Generally, you would you, you think that as uh, simpler terms is, you know, obviously gifts. That's pretty self-explanatory, right? Uh, if uh, if if a husband gives his wife a, uh, um, a um, I don't know, a toaster, be sexist. Here's your toaster. I know, it's stupid. I don't know. I, 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 I'm under pressure. I can't think of something really neat. Uh, how about jewelry? There. Thank you. Jewelry. Gives them jewelry for 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 uh, their uh, holiday or birthday or whatever, right? Or just because. There's some guys who get things just because. All right. So here's 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 some jewelry for you. Uh, then that would be considered. I all right here. Actually, I thought of one. So I, I did a trial, and uh, it was a PlayStation Four, let's say. Um and. So we're 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 you know we're getting ready for the trial and everything like that and the wife put the the PlayStation Four as a marital item that should be counted toward the uh, vision of assets meaning uh, you know you get into the values of stuff we get into more detailed stuff later but uh, when 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 the courts are dividing stuff there's there has to be a monetary value on it because how do you know uh, at the end of the day who's who's getting the better deal 
right? You, you, don't, you don't add up how many presents are under the tree. You add up how much is it worth, right? That's how growing up society, if, if there's been a fair division of property. So she wanted to count it to that, you know, that's a, a $300 item that should be accounted toward the husband's leisure. Husband said, no, that shouldn't be counted at all because it was a gift. And she goes, no, I wasn't. I, we, we bought it together. So he found a picture. He found a picture at Christmas time. And what was on it? It was a ribbon on the box. You can see plainly there's a PlayStation 4 inside the box. And then there was a gift tag on the box that says, to husband from wife. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's pretty clear. That's a gift. So that would be considered a, a non-marital asset. All right. Uh, second, property acquired in exchange for property acquired prior to the marriage. Okay. So if I own something and then I exchange it for something else. So I own something before I, I got married. All right. Land is generally what we would think of. So if I had some land. Uh, and I, and I had it before the marriage, so it's clearly non-marital, right? I owned it before the marriage. And then I, 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 I trade out and said, I want, uh, this land over here for this or whatever. It doesn't change. It doesn't stop being marital or non-marital. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a separate property. So property acquired in exchange for property acquired prior to the marriage or in exchange for property acquired by gift, bequest, advisor, descent. All right. Again. Uh, if he wanted to trade in his PlayStation 4 uh, for a, uh, a a Ruger or some other firearm or whatever, uh, then that, that gun, that firearm, would then still be non-marital because it was acquired from a non-marital asset. So number one and number two are, are, are kind of uh, in line with one another, right? It's pretty under, easy to understand. You know, if I got it as a gift, if I got it as an inheritance, right? If, you know, great... Aunt Bethany uh, dies and, and gives you $50,000 and you put that $50,000 in a separate bank account that doesn't have anyone else's name but your name, okay, then that $50,000 remains yours. It's not marital, all right? It's an inheritance. But if you put that $50,000 into a bank account that has your spouse's name on it, well, now you have made it into a marital asset. You have what they consider is called co-mingling of, 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 of funds, co-mingled property. And you, you, you've now made it to where uh, $50,000 is going to be split halvesies with your, with your wife. So it's important, vitally important, to keep those things separate. Number three, property acquired by a spouse after a decree of legal separation. All right, that's pretty self-explanatory. We don't do... Look, I have been at this job for 21 years. I've started a few, maybe handful, of actions as a legal separation, uh, but not one of them ever stayed that way. All of them had uh, the the client comes in, and goes, "All right, let's 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 amend our our, our pleadings, and and I, I want I want to divorce the bastard down here or whatever." And so we, you know, I mean, it's all right. Marriage is no longer uh, fixable, no longer can be preserved. And so we, we want a divorce. So, but for those who do get a legal separation, once the, 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 the court has approved it, signed it, and you are now legally separated from your spouse, 
uh, then anything you acquire after that point will then be non-marital. Okay, wouldn't be part of any uh, future divorce. Number four, property excluded by valid written agreement of the parties. Now that is what this uh, this court of appeals case was all about. Um, and really what it was, was you had a uh, husband and wife. Husband was an illegal alien. He was, uh, not supposed to be here. In fact, uh, during the marriage, he had uh, been deported once before. Uh, and you know, like Ron would say, you know, boy, uh, we were, they're doing the best they can. Uh, husband, illegal husband, uh, sneaks back across the border somehow, some way. Uh, and is, is, uh, still here. So the wife, they're, they're trying to buy, you know, homes and him being an illegal alien. Uh, I don't think his name could be on the contract. Probably, probably doesn't work out very well. So he had to sign a, what is called a, a waiver of marital interest. Okay. He had to sign this, the states that, uh, um, this home is, uh, you know, going to be my wife's and it's going to be in her name. Um, and so the, the wife was trying to state that this is a written agreement, right? You know, we had this instrument signed. Uh, it says, you know, I husband do hereby acknowledge that this property is a separate estate and property of, of my uh, spouse. And I expressly assent to any conveyance of this property made by my spouse at any time and acknowledge and state that any such conveyance are not to be deemed to be fraud in my marital rights and that property described herein does not constitute my homestead. He signed that. You would think, boy, this, that sounds pretty good, right? Well, Court of Appeals said no. That was not a valid uh, written agreement of the parties. Uh, that didn't work. And, and so what they were saying is, is that uh, the document that, that we just read from there, this little waiver of consent, you'll see a lot of times uh, closing uh, companies and, and, and mortgage companies, whatever, they'll have these little marital uh, waiver agreements uh, for the other spouse to sign. And, uh, and, uh, and, and so, they, you know, they go ahead and do the, the, the business of, of selling the house, allowing the, the spouse to buy it. But the court stated in, in this uh, in this case that viewing the plain language of the acknowledgement signed by the husband, neither document references uh, section 452.330, the one we just were talking about, uh, despite each document referencing uh, section 474, which deals with gifts and fraud of marital rights, and uh, section 513, which deals with the homestead exception. Neither document referenced marital property or contains any language where husband purports to waive his marital interest in the properties. Each document does refer to the respective property as the separate estate and property of the wife, but we decline to hold this language is sufficient to qualify each acknowledgement as a valid written agreement of the parties, excluding the properties as marital property under what we just read, 452.330, and thereby overcoming the presumption of marital property. Instead, the acknowledgement signed by husband indicate wife may transfer the property without further action by husband. This does not amount to a valid written agreement of the parties for husband to waive his marital interest in the properties. So you have to do more is what this court just reached this week. Uh, you, have to, you have to state more on this um, to make this a separate property. 
you know, I get this a lot, uh, and we can talk about this a little bit after the break here, but this happens many times in marriages that, let's say, uh, you owned a home before you got married, and uh, you sell that home, so it's purely yours, right? You owned it before the marriage. You sell it, you say you got $50,000, and then you take that $50,000 and you use it to put a down payment on this new home that you and your spouse are going to live in now. Well, uh, that uh, that could be problematic for you because I get some folks who will like, well, I want my $50,000 back. Does the law allow for that? Does the law, will the law give you back your $50,000? We'll talk a little bit about that after the break. You are listening to All Outlaw. So we're talking about what would you do? You take money from a separate property and put it into a, a now a not separate property, and what happens to that money? Yada yada yada. Uh, it's a it's a tough one. Uh, I I would tell you that if you're ever thinking about doing that, uh, uh, get with an attorney. Uh, you know, and it's and it's sad that you know you would even think about that because you're not. Ever thinking about you know, you know, this is you know, every everybody thinks their their relationship's going to last forever, right? You never, I don't know too many people who ever get into a, a wedding and and say you know uh, for the next fifteen years this is going to be great. Then after that, uh, bye, Felicia. I mean, it's not going to. No one ever walks into that and and anticipates something like that. So it would just it would just necessarily cross your mind. Now, if you have been burned a few times, I have a few clients who have been burned a few times. They're like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna sign a uh, prenuptial agreement this time. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have you try this. You know, because I you know look, you get burned. You know, it was it for a child? You know, you touch a hot stove. Uh, most likely, they're not gonna do that again. You know, the kind of moron will keep touching the hot stove. And it happens, you know, you, you're not thinking rationally, you're thinking with love and all this other stuff. So you make, make poor choices for yourself. So those who have been burned before uh, understand the value of, of, of seeking legal advice and getting help. And so I would tell you that if you are contemplating doing that, putting money aside, and, and this is the question you need to ask. All right. Uh, I, I think of a lot of times like uh, I haven't been uh, gambling in, in a long, long time, years. Uh, but I used to go to the boats. I used to love playing craps. I just did. I loved it. When I learned how to play craps, uh, it was it was it was just it just fun. Uh, it's just a, a fun game. But I would go there uh, with the expectations. Look, I'm going to take, let's say, 100 bucks. And. That is what I'm going to spend for my entertainment. And if I lose 100 bucks, hey, that's what I said uh, this value of entertainment is worth to me, 100 bucks. Uh, if I make money, fantastic. That's just going to add to it. Uh, if I don't, then I don't. The worst mistake you can make is when you go to those ATMs there uh, near the tables and slot machines and you go there to the ATM to pull out more cash. That's where the problems come up, right? That's where, uh, that's where you can get in some, some deep doo-doo. So you have to make a plan. It's like, all right, I'm willing to, to lose a hundred bucks. I'm willing to lose a thousand bucks. You know, that's the mentality you have to have. If you go gambling, uh, you go there with the intent that I'm going to come out and win. I'm going to come out and buy me a new boat. 
brother, mama wants a new boat. And you keep rolling the dice and you keep getting snake eyes and not going anywhere. Well, much like love and marriage, you know, you, you, you think I, nothing's going to go bad. It's all going to be great. It's all going to be good. We're going to walk out into the sunset uh, like Gene Autry. And I mean, it just, it just doesn't happen all the time. It happens to a lot of folks, but not everybody. And so you have to have that $50,000 if you say, look, I, I know this is mine. I, you know, I invested it. I did all this stuff before I, I met Susie Q. Uh, but God bless it. I love her. And, uh, and look, if she leaves me, then she leaves me. And I guess she gets half that 50000 then. If you have that mentality, you have that mindset, then all right, go for it. Then you know, you, you know what you're, you're walking into. And that's the, that's the big difference is, is having the knowledge, having the understanding. And if you understand this, you, under, you, you appreciate the risks and you say, you know what, it's worth it. I don't want to, to do anything else. Then, then by God, uh, you do you and, 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 and there you are. You no worries. But if you've been burned in the past or if you are concerned, you know, well, things really haven't been that great. Uh, you know, this could go sideways. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. And that $50,000 really does mean something to you. Okay. Well, then you need to do something. You need to show that I am putting this $50,000 into this house, right? I'm putting the down payment necessary for us to purchase this home. But this is my money. This is my $50,000, and if we ever sell this house, if we ever divorce, if we ever do anything, I get this $50,000 back, okay? If you write that down and make that acknowledgement, make that profession that that is what's going to happen, that is my intent, well, then you stand a far better chance in court down the road of getting that $50,000 back. Because you did something affirmative. You said, look, this is not a, a, a gift. I'm not gifting this to our, 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 our union. I'm using this for the benefit of our union, for us to get this home that we both want. But at the end of the day, that $50,000 is my $50,000 and I want it back. Most people don't do that. The smart ones do. You know, the, the ones who have been through this before. They will make those those affirmative deals. And, and if you're even more smart, you'll like have them sign it with you. Yep, yep, this is your $50,000. If, if we sell this or if something happens to us, you will get that $50,000 back and then we'll split the remaining portion of this house. Because that's, the, that's the, the, the caveat there, all right? You've now just acquired something during the marriage. What we said earlier, that is a marital item. That is a marital piece of property. So I think the court at that point would honor the $50,000 saying, all right, that is not going to go into this pie here of, of division. I'm going to cut that. Out. I'm going to slice it out and give it back to you. The remaining portions of the equity left in that home will be divided equally between husband and wife. Uh, so that is what's going to be required. And, and, and that is something that I, I see in this case that, that, that came out. Uh, if you wanted to... Um, to look at, I didn't even tell you the name of it, but it's a uh, Jane Zamora versus Hugo Zamora. Um, again, it was a it was a Green County case here in Springfield, and uh, it was appealed. Uh, it was appealed to the Southern District uh, Court of Appeals, which is also here in Springfield. Um, and they uh, and they made their ruling 
uh, stating that, look, that waiver that he signed, um, that, um, you know, I, husband, residing in Green County, uh, the spouse of wife, presently also residing in Green County, do hereby acknowledge that the real estate here and after described is a separate estate and property of, of my said spouse. Uh, that's not going to be enough, guys. That's not going to be enough to, to say uh, that you don't have any rights to this property. All right. Because and also you have to also think that there was nothing really of uh, consideration given. I know they didn't really talk about that in this, uh, this decision. But I would look at any type of agreement and say, well, what do I get? What did husband get in this, in this case here? Uh, for conveying, if, if that's what he did, convey the, this property to his wife. What did he get in return? They were still going to get this house, regardless if he signed it or didn't sign it. But the Warren Company did not want his name on there because he was an illegal alien. And then a friend of mine, another colleague, brought up a very another good point. And I have seen this before, and, uh, and it would be a good conversation if we have any bankers out there, the, the loan officers that listen to this. I have seen in my in my travels where you have a spouse who doesn't have very good credit, right? And for whatever reason, they go buy a home and the, the mortgage, that's clear. I can understand that. The mortgage, uh, not in so-and-so's name because the, their credit is da- you know bad and so they would increase their interest rates. And so the mortgage company says, you know what? Uh, we'll just put this in wife's name. She has the better credit. She has the income. We'll, we'll do that. I understand that. What I don't understand is when a bank or mortgage company allows the home to be deeded in only one party's name. And it's a husband and wife team. Because now the bank, how are they going to get their interest? Their interest is this, this real estate, this home. If, 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 if wife was to fail to make her, her, her payments, right, and the bank had to foreclose, how could they foreclose against the husband? He has a legal right to this property under Missouri law. Under 452-300, under Missouri law, he has a legal right to this property. So banks, if you're a loan officer or whatever, you need to stop doing that. That is bad practice because how are you going to be able to repossess, foreclose, get this house so you can somehow recoup your money if you can't take it from the husband? He has no agreement with you. He, he, you you're, you're trying to take something that you don't have. I mean, it's just going to cause a lot more problems for you. It's going to cause a lot more problems for you. So always want to put his uh, put both spouses' names on the deed. But anyway, if you are thinking about making big purchases or you're thinking about getting married, uh, it's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Uh, I don't think anyone would call you an a-hole for going to see a divorce lawyer. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's smart to be able to be prepared for, it's like buying life insurance, you know, or health insurance. You don't plan on getting hurt. You don't plan on uh, needing auto insurance, but, you know, crap happens and you better be prepared. So same thing. You're going to buy, make big big purchases. You're going to make big life decisions. Be prepared. Uh, get all the information you need. And then, hey, if you want to lose a 1000 bucks at the boats at the, at the craft table, then that's, that's what you want to do. You're willing to do it. You have taken the chance. 
And that's all we got. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy being with you as we do each and every Saturday morning. I hope all of you enjoy this cool fall weather. Until next time, stay tuned.